Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wilde, TV host by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night, and a health and a life coach always. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Come hang out as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing. And hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. Brought to you by Clarence. Before we dive into the first episode of 2022, I just want to take a moment to share how freaking excited I am that this podcast, the Healthiest Hot Podcast, now has a presenting sponsor. I never really imagined we'd get to this place because I've always just been so passionate and committed to listening to other people's stories and making space for them and just hopefully inspiring our incredible community to show up for themselves so that they can be the best versions of themselves in every arena they play in. And so partnering with Clarence is just, it doesn't feel real, but it is real. And it's such a great partnership because Clarence is a brand that's been around forever, like 70 years ago or something like that. And at the core and at the root of who they are, they're really passionate about two things. One, listening to women and two, a love for nature, protecting this planet and figuring out a way where we can take care of our skin while also taking care of the planet. And I just felt like that's such a great parallel to what we do here at the podcast, where we listen to incredible women tell their stories about how they show up for themselves, taking care of themselves. And sometimes that's how they take care of their environments and their surroundings. And what we put in our bodies and what we put on our skin is a big part of that. You know, skincare is such a beautiful form of self-care. And so I think this partnership is just really awesome. And if you can tell by my voice, I'm super stoked. And my first memory of Clarence is whenever I'd have a sleepover at one of my girlfriend's houses when I was a teenager, we'd always go and play with her mom's skincare products. And she was a big fan of Clarence. And we would sneakily, you know, use the face wash, put on the face cream. And we remember feeling so fancy and very adult as we did that. And I just remember how special those moments were also my friend you know who you are if you're listening to this i feel like we owe your mom a lot of product um but that's it so i just really wanted to take a moment to say thank you to explain to our incredible community what this partnership is why we're doing it why i feel it's a good fit you know i'm all about transparency and i'm just really excited and proud and humbled that we're at this place as a community and we've got some wicked wicked chats coming your way for 2020 So get excited, friends. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your skin. Take care of your loved ones. Take care of the planet. And let's have a great year. Hello, Healthy is Hot community. We are back. The Healthy is Hot podcast is kicking off a brand new year. 2022 is here. And today, my friends, we are going to give you all sorts of ammo to set yourself up for success for this new year when it comes to your blood sugar, because we have got the queen of blood sugar herself on the podcast today. Marjan is joining us, a holistic nutritionist. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. 
you know, before we even get to the blood sugar roller coaster, which is one of my favorite things to talk about with my health coaching clients, I want to talk about what it means to be a holistic nutritionist, because I've been seeing this word holistic kind of thrown around in a lot of different ways. And I think there's a little bit of confusion around what that means, um, especially for you in your line of work, being a holistic nutritionist. Yeah, I literally just came across somebody who once again, triggered this notion for me that where did we go wrong with this definition of holistic? I was explaining to somebody what I do just very casually at an event. And they said, oh, I I don't believe in that kind of stuff. And they just brushed it off. And I thought, what the heck don't you believe in? What part of holistic don't you believe in? And so I took to Instagram that very same day and I wrote a post about how holistic literally just means we are looking at the bigger picture. And so it's not something that most people would disagree with. And when it comes to our health or medicine, when you literally look up the definition online, it refers to looking at the body as a whole. So as we know, we are not just physical beings. There are many different factors to being a human being, including our emotions, our mental health, even spiritual health, if you choose to look at it that way. And we are holistic beings. And so we're really doing a disservice to our bodies when we're just looking at one aspect over another. And so that is really my definition of holistic is looking at not just the fact that we are holistic beings, but there are so many different factors that contribute to our overall health as well, too. And I would really love it if we could just scrap the old definition or whatever people think it is. The year 2022 is going to be the year we scrap that definition. Yeah, I'm with you. And I think another kind of misconception about this word holistic is that when you are a holistic nutritionist or a holistic health and life coach, that maybe you don't look at what the scientific uh, evidence and research is telling you regarding nutrition and physiology. But that is such a load of bullshit. Like, I don't believe that as well. Like, I consider myself like a holistic health and life coach. And trust me, friends, I'm always looking at the research and the science and what the medical profession is telling us because it's incredible information to add to the toolbox of everything else that we have within our arsenal. Is that also something that you believe in? Like you strike me as someone who leans on the scientific community as well as looking at the whole person and all their elements. Yes, exactly. Uh, What I always say is that different aspects of health, including going to see your doctor, going to see a naturopath, going to see a physiotherapist, these are all holistic, right? Because in my practice specifically, as I'm working with clients, helping them to listen to the symptoms in their body, but also working specifically with nutrition, I don't do physical exams. So that in itself, you need to go to a medical professional or a doctor that's going to do a physical exam on you. So they're not mutually exclusive, all of these different things that we consider to be, oh, this is science. And this aspect is quote unquote alternative, which I also don't believe in that terminology either. But what I also always try to emphasize, and this is something we just really truly didn't learn in school. And I think this is part of why we have such a big misconception around the word holistic, not being quote unquote sciencey enough, is that we don't realize that the cells inside of our bodies literally have receptors that take 
take in different nutrients. And when they're not taking in the specific nutrients or the right nutrients that they need, we end up with a bunch of different symptoms, symptoms, including migraines, low energy levels, anxiety, all of these things that we are so seemingly confused about these days of where do these things come from? We don't often look at the nutrition aspect of things. I think because of this division that you're talking about of, okay, well, this is the sciencey medical way of looking at things. And if you really want to dig deeper, you can go into the alternative side of things. But truly, this is the, the real science is looking at things holistically is real science because you're looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. And, you know, as I'm hearing you talk, I can't help but think of like my own struggles and journey with anxiety and just how I never really thought that maybe it was correlated or linked to nutrition. And it's so interesting because I'm always one who likes to optimize my life and then hopefully share it with our community. And so that's definitely something I'm excited to look into this year. And when you look at kind of how we feel and the way it shows up in our body, again, just with my personal experience with anxiety and for everyone who's like, whatever, like health is just like what you eat and go to the gym. Well, both of us here are literally shouting from the rooftops, like, no, everything is interconnected and your emotional state impacts your physical state, your mental health impacts the way you sleep. It all is interconnected friends. Like for example, when I'm feeling really anxious, I know it in my brain, but I also have all these physical symptoms telling me like there's signals shouting from the rooftops again using that expression telling me like hey something is not right like your palms are sweaty your hands are shaky your eyes are darting everywhere it feels like your heart is going way 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 too fast your stomach is in knots like all of these physical manifestations of anxiety are ways that your body is desperately trying to communicate with you and i know that that's something that's really important to you getting your clients and also getting yourself with your own personal journey to actually listen to the signals that our bodies are telling us because our bodies are incredibly intelligent things that are always trying to tell us like are we on the right track are we off the right track like hold on we're like maybe we got to step back here a little bit where does that kind of come from for you like was this something that you personally experienced that there were signals and symptoms kind of popping up that you realized you were either ignoring or had to give a little extra attention to Yes. So for me, my journey was always that. So backtrack to my childhood and I guess my current state as well, too. My dad is a medical doctor and my mom is a nutritionist. Oh, wow. And (laughs) yeah, so interesting combination there. But I would consider myself, I was always pretty intuitive with, you know, connecting the dots for myself of, oh, if I have a headache, it may have been because I wasn't drinking enough water, for example, right? So I always kind of grew up with that concept because my parents kind of instilled that in me. And I was, I would say I was eating pretty healthy, but I was not eating necessarily for my body. So as you were just saying, our bodies are always, always communicating with us. And it can be actually so frustrating. You've probably experienced this yourself, but sometimes we can get so frustrated with some of the symptoms, especially if you're struggling with chronic anxiety or you're feeling anxious a lot of the times. You might be just very, very frustrated with your own body, but it really is just a signal that you're not feeding yourself the right things. 
And I don't necessarily mean just food. It can be from multiple different aspects. But, but for me, one of the things that I noticed was my blood sugar was definitely, definitely off growing up, even though I was eating healthy. And so if you kind of look at, or if you imagine the blood sugar curve, which is kind of like goes up a little bit as we eat food and then it just naturally comes down and we feel hungry and we eat food again. What's actually happening with most people when we're not paying attention to our blood sugar levels is we live in North America, or I live in North America anyways, where we tend to eat more carbohydrate-dense foods. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when we eat a lot of carbohydrate-dense foods and not really look at the other things that are on our plates and other nutrients that are making up that meal, what happens is that our blood sugar goes way too high and then comes crashing down. And if anyone here listening right now has ever experienced that blood sugar crash, I'll just go ahead and raise my hand here. <laughs> For those of you listening, I'm raising my hand because I had experienced that many times. And if we look at what happens, or if you think back to a time when you experienced that blood sugar crash, it comes along with types of symptoms like anxiety, you have that pit in your stomach, you feel exhausted for no reason, you feel like you could take a nap in the middle of the day, and you feel extremely moody. I know for me, if I'm ex experiencing a blood sugar crash, I am so short with people around me. And I apologize if anyone <laughs> is listening right now where I have been short with you in the past, because I am just at my brink of screaming at that point, because I have no patience for the little things at that point. So if you think about our general diet, and how that blood sugar up and down is likely happening more often than not for most of us. And there's no judgment. There's nothing that I mean, we have never learned about these things before. And so there's no judgment from that perspective. But if it's happening multiple times a day, Think about how many times your body is sending you that, that signal of I'm anxious or I'm exhausted or I have no energy and I'm moody because it's trying to tell you that something's a little bit off balance. And so that's kind of where my journey started when I eventually found holistic nutrition. I studied at the Institute of Holistic Nutrition in Mississauga. And when I finally found that program, I decided to just really, really deep dive into blood sugar because I knew that was the thing that was missing for me all throughout my life of this up and down. Mm. Even though I was eating healthy, I wasn't necessarily paying attention to those little things because I just never learned to pay attention to those little things. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sorry. One second. Someone's just knocking aggressively at the door. One. <laughs> this is great. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> they were knocking so aggressively. The joys of working from home. I know. And they're vacuuming outside of my oh, apartment gosh, right now, too. So. Okay. Well, at least that was a perfect place to pause. Man, okay, here we go. Um, yeah, I think blood sugar is such a unique niche to kind of focus on because it's not talked about nearly enough considering how 
like impactful it is on our day-to-day lives. And I think the more people understand kind of the reasoning behind what a blood sugar roller coaster is, how it affects not only your physical self, but also your mood, like you said. Another symptom for me when my blood sugar has crashed is I just overheat and I just excessively start sweating. And it's like, that is like the ultimate sign that like, okay, Chloe, you got to eat something and it shouldn't just be a simple carb because you're just going to hop right back on that blood sugar roller coaster, which is exhausting. And it's so it's so backwards because I think, you know, when you look at how at least look how I was raised, it was like whenever I needed a little jolt of energy, it was like, oh, just have some fruit or here's some candy or like basically just give yourself a little bit of sugar so that you can experience that spike in energy that ultimately comes from having juice or fruit or bread or pasta or whatever. And obviously those are not all created equal, but they do essentially get broken down into sugar in your body and what ends up happening we get this wicked spike like you said which can feel really awesome you obviously like woo, you're like hyper ready to go yeah <laughs> you know the other side of that coin is that you get such a wicked crash and then your body wants to climb back up and it's really hard to recognize that like this is actually not a healthy state of being there's actually a way more stable way to live and have our blood sugar be more stable so i think it's really cool that that's the direction you went to but when you were on your personal journey and was experiencing this and was realizing like hey even though i'm quote unquote being healthy like this isn't working for me were you met with resistance from the medical community or were you listened to because i know for a lot of people i speak to when they realize that something maybe doesn't feel right in their body either they're lucky and they have all the support in the world from their doctor or whoever it is that they're speaking to or they're met with some resistance and they're told like just suck it up you're fine yeah i was a kid so i don't really i never really connected mm. the these specific dots um but i do hear so many stories about just these little symptoms being ignored and what i always say is that we are so blessed to live in canada where we have free healthcare but unfortunately what happens with that free healthcare is that you really have to be on the brink of something really big to be able to go and get treatment or whatever it is. And we really don't want to wait until that point. What I always try to preach is that now is the time to pay attention to these little symptoms. These little things are indicators of the big things down the road. And I recently just went to visit my doctor for an annual checkup. And she said, oh, okay, so you focus on blood sugar balance. So then you deal with clients who have diabetes. And I said, no, that's where you're wrong. I don't work with clients who have diabetes. I work with people who have symptoms of blood sugar imbalance, which are ignored because we don't realize as a society that those things are symptoms of blood sugar imbalance. So things like low energy levels, which how many of us, I'm going to whisper here, how many of us deal with that? So many of us, right? And we think that it's just totally normal. And we think that it's happens during the aging process. And that's not true. Ooh, 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 I left you on a little bit of a cliffhanger there. Don't worry, we are going to get back to the chat very soon. But this is the part of the podcast where you're going to hear my Chloe's Clarence pick product of the week. And today I am highlighting the hydrating gentle foaming cleanser. This is something that I genuinely use on a daily. Um, it's really important for me that I have a good quality cleanser that I can feel good about because of my day 
job working in television, that means I wear a lot of makeup friends. And I want a cleanser that is going to be able to take it all off while still leaving my skin very hydrated and also very cleansed. This bad boy does the trick and I can feel good about it because this new formula is biodegradable. This is our present to you, Mother Earth, because we have not been very kind. So we need more biodegradable skincare products. And we also want more natural products. This one in particular has a minimum of something like 91% natural ingredients. So not only does it work, but you can feel good using it. So now that my face is clean and I've given you my little spiel, let's get back to the chat, shall we? And just symptoms of moodiness and mental focus being a little bit off. And we just think these things are so normal, but it's really the fact that we're not feeding ourselves the right nutrients that are going to help to keep our blood sugar balanced for the long term, which is also something we don't talk about, right? Like you were just saying, in my childhood, same thing is like, just have some juice, have something like that's quick sugar, so that you can get that energy level back up. And what we're now learning about blood sugar from a scientific perspective, I'll come back to the science of it now, is that we're learning that that's not really effective for the long term. It might give you that jolt of energy, but we all know what happens after that jolt of energy. What goes up must come <laughs> down. And so it comes crashing back down with a vengeance. And and something that you were talking about, about how that blood sugar crash, some of those symptoms that you experience, something we haven't talked about yet is sugar cravings, mm -hmm. right? So when we have that blood sugar crash, what naturally happens in the body, because again, our bodies are so, so intelligent and we don't realize this often enough, but our bodies are so intelligent. So when we are experiencing that blood sugar crash, Oftentimes, if you think back to the last time you had that crashy feeling, your body was likely craving something carbohydrate dense. And so why would that be? Why would your body try to screw you over like that, right? Why would you want to have more sugar? Because your body ultimately wants more energy, right? It's in a state of stress. It's in a state of panic. And it needs you to crave sugar. So it actually does send a signal to your brain crave more sugar. And so you're likely at that point, you don't have any patience. You're not going to go and make yourself a nice brown rice pasta bowl of like whatever, like with some chicken and some veggies. You're not going to do that because you have zero patience to do that. And so your body is telling you, I need quick sugar. I need something fast. You're probably going to go through the Starbucks drive-through. I've done this many times. <laughs> they, they know me now at Starbucks because, <laughs> because I've been through this cycle before where you just need something quick. You need yeah. caffeine boost. You need something sugar. And so what I see in my practice a lot of the times is clients who are struggling with chronic sugar cravings. And they often have been taught to believe that well, this is just normal. I was, I was just this type of person. I'm just a sweet craving type of person. Not necessarily. When we mm -hmm. actually look at the root of where that sugar craving is coming from, oftentimes it's actually coming from that crash that's happening multiple times of the day. Of the day and we're not adding in the right nutrients that are going to help stable it for the long term.
So what do we do if we have these sugar cravings? Because you're you sound so desperate, Chloe. (laughs) You're like on the edge of your seat. (laughs) Oh my gosh, because I know so many people struggle with this. Like whether you know it's like middle of the afternoon and all of a sudden they're craving something sweet, or it's end of a long day and they want to just you know dive into something comforting that is you know covered in sugar, or they're having an emotional day and one. Once again, they find themselves craving something sweet or they're not even hungry and they're standing in front of the pantry and they're looking for something to snack on. I am all for eating, my friends. I love food. I love eating. But I think eating should be done in a time and place where your body needs the nutrients, not necessarily because we're bored or we're emotional or we're sad or anxious. Like these these things need to be attended to in a different way. But sometimes they show up as these wicked, wicked cravings. And I'm so happy to have you on the podcast because I know this is something you're so passionate about and you love kind of sharing tips and tricks along the way. And so cravings can come about like all anytime and especially when it's a blood sugar crash. Yes. So I'm with you. I love food. I love indulging in different treat types of foods. I love cookies and donuts and chips. I'm actually more of a salty person, to be honest with you. I'm more of a chips girl, if we're talking about different things that we're craving, I don't know if this is, if this is the time and the place to talk about things that I crave, but I'm going to, I'm going to throw up. Yes. It's always the time and the place. So, um, those are my cravings, but, and I'm all for that. You can have as many treats as you want to, but what it really ultimately comes down to is being mindful of where that craving is coming from. And when I work with clients, I teach them how to listen to these cravings. So to the point where we can have a piece of chocolate and you don't have to eat the entire bar, right? So what we talked about in the beginning is we eat a lot of carbohydrate dense foods. North Americans in general, we we tend to gravitate towards the the pastas and the pastries. I live in Montreal now, downtown Montreal, oh. and it's um pastry central over here and it's just it's all around me. But because my blood sugar levels are feeling a lot more balanced now than they have been in the past, I don't crave those things as often. Those things can be in front of me and I will I'll have a pastry every now and then, but I'm not like Oh, I need to bite my left arm off and like go to the store right now and get myself something, which I have been in that place in my life before where I will, I have just dropped everything and gone to the store and gotten what I'm craving. And so it's not about getting rid of all of these things, but it's about adding in the right nutrients that are going to help balance our blood sugar for the long term. And those nutrients are proteins fats, and fibers. Mm. Those are the three main nutrients that oftentimes we are missing on our plate and missing in the right proportions. So it's not necessarily to say that, oh, we don't have enough protein sources to add to our plate. There are tons of protein sources out there. We just don't often think to make sure that we are adding enough for our bodies. And so like we talked about in the beginning, carbohydrates, break down into sugar and they break down into sugar and they enter our cells and they give us energy. So they have a time and a place. We need carbohydrates to a certain degree, but what we're often missing is those other nutrients that do not break down into sugar. So proteins, a protein source like a 
piece of chicken, for example, does not break down into sugar. It breaks down into amino acids. A, a spoonful of olive oil, if for some reason you were drinking a spoonful of olive oil, <laughs> it does not break down into sugar. So we want to make sure we're adding enough of these things to our plate at the right proportions. And when you work with me one-on-one, you will learn what the right proportions of that is on your plate. But we want to add those things that don't break down into sugar because if you look back at that curve, it, that curve represents the things that break down into sugar. So if we're adding enough protein, we're adding enough fats, we're adding enough fiber sources, specifically from green vegetables. Green vegetables also ultimately break down into sugar, but like this much sugar, a very tiny amount of sugar. And so we want to make sure we add those things to our plates to keep that curve nice and level. So if you think back to the spike and the crash, the spike is happening because we're having so many carbohydrate-dense foods, um, breads, pastas, rice, those types of things are creating that spike. And then that crash happens because what goes up yeah. must come down, right? And so when we add in proteins, fats, and fibers from green vegetables specifically, what's happening is that it's not going up so high and then it's not coming crashing back down. It's just rolling back down and we feel hungry in between meals instead of feeling hangry. There's a huge difference. You probably <laughs> felt the difference before yourself, right? Oh my gosh. Yes, I definitely have. And for everyone listening, you're like, okay, yeah, I'm listening. Carbohydrates break down into sugar. They go into the cells. They give lots of energy, proteins and fat and fiber also can give your body energy just in a very different way. Well, fibers don't, they go right through you, but the, you are still getting energy. It's just from a different source and your body can't quite metabolize proteins and fats as quickly or in the same way as carbohydrates and whether they're simple or complex carbohydrates, it's just a different system. So your body is still able to get energy out of it, but it's like a more long lasting stable source of energy rather than the carbohydrates, which can give you a wicked peak and a horrible, horrible crash. And then you're like stuck on this roller coaster and it can be really, really hard to get out and fiber for everyone listening that wants to nerd out interestingly is technically a carbohydrate, which uh, I know when I learned that I was like, what, what are we talking about? But it's one of those carbohydrates that's insoluble. So it helps to keep things moving along in your digestive system. Correct me if I'm saying anything wrong, but your body doesn't actually get calories from fiber because it just kind of helps to move things through the system. Keep those poops regular. You all know how much I love talking about bowel movements. Um, and so not, Oh, you do too. I do oh, as yeah. well. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Love talking about poops and periods and all of the things. Um, so it's just like not all carbohydrates are created equal, but you know, when you look at macros, you've got your carbs, you've got your protein and you've got your fats. I'm a huge believer in like high protein, high quality fats in my lifestyle. And then some carbs, of course, because I'm a huge sucker for pizza and sushi, but they're like you said, there's a time and a place. And so most of the time, it's amazing what can happen to your energy levels, to your mood, to your sleep, to your bowel movements, if you really focus on upping your protein, upping your healthy fats, and making sure that there's lots of leafy greens. Like it's it's unbelievable. And it doesn't even take that long to be able to see the impact in your day-to-day -day life, which again, goes back to how amazing the body is. Really. And it really is just one day of blood sugar balancing meals you will see a difference. 
I mean, it's not going to be like, it's not going to be the cure all for every single thing in your life, obviously, but it will, you will literally see a difference from one day of blood sugar balancing meals. And what's also so cool about the body is that eventually it will level itself out. So something that I really like as a sweet treat is ice cream. That's my, um, the thing that I go to if I'm craving something sweet. And when I used to live in Guelph, Ontario, there used to be a place called the Boathouse and they used to have the best ice cream. And so I would line up there all the time. And Guelph is a pretty small community. So some of my clients would see me there sometimes and they'd be like, aren't you the blood sugar queen though? Why are you standing in line for ice cream? And what I would always explain to people, and this isn't a cop out, I swear, the body does eventually level out when you're adding in the right nutrients, you're adding in the right, like you said, macronutrients, your proteins, your fats, your fibers, to the point where you don't feel the regular ups and downs in blood sugar when you're adding in those sweet treats every now and then. So when your meals are more complete and you're more so on that natural blood sugar curve, adding in a little ice cream every now and then is not going to create that massive spike because your body is a little bit more leveled out. So what does happen is that your body really does learn how to heal in the long term when we're adding in the right nutrients. And this, again, goes back to the concept that our bodies were literally designed to take in nutrients. Our cells actually have receptors that take in different nutrients, magnesium, vitamin D, and all of these different components of our food are actually going into our cells and they're actually doing something in our bodies. It's not just, oh, just eat just to be healthy or eat to lose weight, or I guess and it would be the opposite. Don't eat as much to lose weight, which is also a very skewed concept as well, too. We actually don't need to be focusing so much on cutting sugar, cutting out food and restrictive diets. What we really need to be focusing on is adding in the right nutrients that are going to balance these things for the long run. Yeah, Chloe. Oh, you guys, for anyone who's listening to audio, you can't see me, but I'm literally but she's dancing. Dance. <laughs> literally doing a happy dance because I have been on both sides of that spectrum where it was like, I'm just going to cut everything out. I was terrified of carbs. I was terrified of fat. I was barely eating anything. I was really unhappy. My weight was not at a healthy place. And yet I was on this like mission to just keep losing and losing and losing. And maybe then I would get happy and maybe then blah, 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 blah. Um, And thankfully, that has been, you know, a work in progress for about a decade now. And exactly that I just I introduced way more foods into my life and started eating whole foods whenever possible. And it's amazing, like how much food like you can eat and still feel really amazing when they come from great sources. And especially if you can get um, your blood sugar under control. I just want to go back to the ice cream thing for a second, because I really appreciate that yes you are a holistic nutritionist yes you try to live a healthy lifestyle but like you're also human who likes you know you like your chips you like you like good quality ice cream and i'm here for it i'm curious since you're such an expert in this world how do you feel about sweet treats and ice creams or homemade baked goods that instead of using sugar 
maybe they go one of two routes. Maybe instead they choose to use uh, agave and maple syrup, or maybe they go the other route and they're using something like Splenda or monk fruit sweetener. So one is like, you've got a group of people using a more natural source of sugar rather than the processed bleach sugar. And then the other group is going, oh no, I don't want any of those calories. So I'm going to go the sweetener route. How does that impact our blood sugar? We do not want to be adding artificial sugars into our system. I strongly believe that it may somehow lower our blood sugar levels, which actually, when you look at statistically, the science aspect of it, ever since artificial sugars were introduced into our society, we don't really see any drop in diabetes numbers, do we? I I don't think we do. Yeah, I think actually diabetes numbers have probably gone up, to be honest with you. And so we really haven't seen an improvement from a blood sugar perspective. But I mean, okay, maybe on some level, it will kind of like in that moment, decrease your blood sugar. But what ultimately happens is that in the long run, it's doing more damage than good to our digestive system and to our cells and to our hormones in general. And so I just never really recommend artificial sweeteners such as Splenda and what's another one? Aspartame. I don't really even know because I haven't (laughs) had in so long. I do, however, condone natural sweeteners such as maple syrup, I'm a huge maple syrup fan. I put a drop of maple syrup in my coffee whenever I'm drinking coffee. Here in Montreal, they are like uh, maple syrup lovers over here. And I feel like I'm at home. I just feel like I can go to any cafe and they will say, oh yeah, do you want maple syrup with that? I'm like, really? You have maple syrup? And it's the good quality stuff. It's like the real maple syrup. It's not like the artificial kind. I'm a Montreal girl. Oh, yes. I love you. Oh, you are a Montreal girl. Yes. I (laughs) I forgot. But yes, you know what I'm talking about. And yeah, they do have real maple syrup. That's another thing that I should mention. We are not talking about the Aunt Jemima stuff over here. We're talking like real maple syrup that actually is tapped from a tree. And the reason why that's considered a natural sugar, and that's way more, um, I was going to say way more better for your blood sugar, way better for your blood sugar, because when it comes from a tree, it actually has a bunch of enzymes and antioxidants and all of those other things, so that it's not just straight sugar going into your system, like, bam, creating that spike, creating that drop. And so ultimately, maple syrup, honey, those types of things that are considered natural sugars are better for blood sugar levels in the long run, if you choose to have something sweet. So I don't actually remember what your question was, but no, I condone natural, yeah, natural sugars over artificial sugars any day. I am not a fan of adding in like sugar free this sugar free that it is not helping us in the long run. Yeah. And I think sometimes when your body is craving a little sugar, like, you know, sometimes you got to give it a little sugar, but you might as well give it the real stuff. And ideally something that is more holistic and whole in nature. And just quickly on the topic of sugar for everyone listening, something that I like to do is I don't bake often, but when I do, and I'm following a recipe, I'm always shocked at the amount of sugar that they want me to put into 
banana bread, let's say. And so I encourage you and I invite you to have it. Like next time you choose to bake something, half the amount of sugar that they actually suggest or put applesauce instead or put a banana instead or find another way to give yourself that sweetener rather than just pouring a bunch of white refined sugar or brown sugar in there and just see if you can, if you still enjoy it. Because I think sometimes there's just sugar in everything. There's sugar in ketchup. There's added sugar in breads. There's added sugar in salad dressings it's absolutely everywhere so when you can where you can see about reducing it check in with yourself see how you feel um, and I think that's something that's really important too is no matter who you are or where you're at in your health journey it's so important to check in with ourselves after we're done a meal or when we haven't eaten in a couple hours like how do you feel do you feel satiated satisfied tired moody excited creative um, whatever because the more we check in with ourselves the more we can learn about what we're doing and how it actually impacts both our physical state of being and our emotional state of being. Yes, exactly. What I always say is food is meant to give us energy. And so one of the most important questions I get clients to ask themselves is, is the food that you ate, did it give you energy? Did it give you stable energy? If it didn't, that's okay. We're going to work on it. But if it didn't, this is your chance to be aware of that. And let's start adding in the things that are actually going to give your body that stable energy. So it really, really does start with just being a little bit more mindful and asking ourselves these questions. Our bodies are truly so intelligent. We've both mentioned this a hundred times during this podcast, but it is so true. When our bodies are giving us a signal, it is our job to listen to it. And I'm guilty of it myself as well. As a health practitioner, I don't always do a great job of listening to my body or giving my body what it needs because, you know, life, it's go, go, go sometimes and we forget to pay attention. But truly, the most powerful thing you can do for your body is to slow down and just ask yourself these questions. Did the food I just ate, did it give me energy? Did it actually make me feel full or am I going to be feeling snacky an hour later? Again, no judgment, but you want to start looking at these things as communications from your body. I'll also say when you said about the banana bread, another one you can cut in half is your um, Starbucks order. I used to work at Starbucks (laughs) back back in the day. So I am a bit of an expert on that as well too. In a regular drink, There is four, four pumps of classic sweetener. And that is outside of whatever other flavoring. So let's say it was like a caramel something, something. Yeah. So it's like the caramel and then like some other sugars and then four pumps of classic sweetener. And I liked what you said about just challenging yourself to try it with less sweetener I guarantee you, you will not notice a difference. I don't really understand why they add in so much sugar. So it's really about kind of being a little bit more mindful about these things. And I will give a shout out to Starbucks. I think they have the best customer service of anyone because I'm the most demanding customer ever. And I make so many changes when I go there. I'm like, I want this, half this, a quarter of that, and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And they're always just so lovely. They're always like, yeah, no problem. We'll make it for you. And you know what? If they can't make it, then they can't make it. But 
I am a huge believer that we need to be advocates for our own health. So if they are allowing you to ask for what you want, may as well just ask. The worst they can say is, no, sorry, we can't make it that way. And that's fine. Then I'll, I'll make it at home myself. <laughs> I want to go to Starbucks with you so bad just to see this in action. And then you'd be like, and I'll get the same thing. Thank you. Yeah. And they're like, oh, and there goes four hours of our time. (laughs) Well, I feel like you've already shared some pretty awesome practical tools and tips and tricks on managing and balancing our blood sugar. And I don't want you to give away all of your secrets because there's a reason people work one-on-one with you and you already, you also sell an awesome ebook on your website. We'll make sure to have the, the website linked down below, but is there anything else that you'd like to share for anyone who's really new to this and who feels Um, that they're hearing and seeing themselves, especially at the beginning when you were describing what that, you know, harsh peak and harsh crash kind of looks like and feels like. And they're like listening to this and they're like, you know what, this is the year. This is the year I optimize my life. I maybe get a better handle on my blood sugar. Like where, where can we start? Well, first off, you can start by connecting with me on Instagram (laughs) at healthy by Marjan or my website, healthybymarjan.com because Truly, I am so, so passionate about helping you to start listening to your body. Our bodies are all so unique, but they are always communicating with us. So if you are thinking that 2022 is going to be your year, the year that you really learn about what your body needs, I would really love to connect with you. So please, please reach out. I am always open to answering questions. And The other thing that I really want to put out there is that there is something you can do about these things. We don't hear this often enough. We often think that, oh, our bodies just go from zero to diabetes and there's nothing we can do in between. There are tons of things you can do. It all starts with learning how to listen to these little symptoms, the low energy levels. That's your body telling you something. Anxiety, that's your body telling you something. Mental fogginess, that's your body telling you something. So if you are experiencing these things, that is an awesome place to start. And please, please reach out because I would love to chat with you more about that. Yeah, and definitely check out Marjan's website and Instagram. Like she said, there's so much value in there. I just love how you you talk about like solid breakfast or one of the articles was um, brain food or food for your brain. I'm probably butchering all the titles, but it was a great article on like how to feed your body, but also feed your brain so you can go out and have an amazing day. Or you talk about the importance of protein, even if you didn't have a strenuous workout that day and how important it is to have protein um, at every single meal. Like there's so much value on your page and your site and you dropped a lot of knowledge as well in this podcast episode. Um, I'm really, really excited. And I feel like I'm even more motivated to watch my extra sugar content because I do know what it feels like to be on that roller coaster and it is not fun and it feels like you are kind of strapped into this roller coaster that you did not sign up for but it is amazing what happens when you can um, experience the natural ebbs and flows of the blood sugar roller coaster instead of like the intense highs and lows. So friends, you can do it. You can do it. Watch your sugar intake. Make sure you're having lots of fiber, healthy proteins, healthy fats, um, green leafy veggies. We've got an awesome resource right here with Marjan and her program. She works with some incredible people. And before I let you go, I always like to end the podcast with the same question. And that is what does healthy is hot mean to you? For some people, it's a mantra, a philosophy that 
their way of looking at health. So for you, what kind of comes up when you think of healthy is hot? For me, healthy is when I'm able to live my best life. And if I can do the things, if I have the energy and mental clarity to do the things that I want to do in my life, then that is super hot and that's super attractive. And that is my ultimate healthy. And yeah. I'll, I'll end it at that. <laughs> I love it. That's the most perfect. Every answer that I, I've ever gotten from any guest is literally 10 on 10 perfection. And I think it just goes back to this idea that health is not one thing. It is many nope. things. And it can yeah. mean something different to you as you kind of progress throughout life and hit these different stages or learn more about yourself. And it starts from the inside. Like being healthy is hot. It's not this like external hotness. It might be if that's cool, important to you. But for me, yeah. like, if you can feel good on the inside, then it really doesn't matter what you look like on the outside, because the world is going to see that inner confidence. And when you choose to value yourself and value your health, like that ripples out into every facet of your life. So Marjan, thank you so much for kicking off a brand new year, a brand new season of the HIH podcast. Like you are truly the queen of blood sugar. And we are honored that you spent this time with us. Thank you so much for having me, Chloe. Well, 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 who else is feeling fired up and inspired after that chat? Yeah, same here. I can't believe I'm saying this, but just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast in the books. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wild. And look, if you enjoyed this, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a cute little comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. We'll see you next week. Brought to you by Clarence.